This week, Brandon and I recap our special trip to Goose Island. This is episode 80 of The Malting Hour. What's the half sound the hops got yeast and speech? This is the Malting Hour where we talk about our drink and tell you what we think every other week. And if we get drunk, well, we might slur our speech. Got the gift of gab, the friends you wish you had. Join us for a drink, join us for a laugh. Time is never wasted, where you getting wasted? The Malting Hour here, people, people take your places. People, people take your places. Welcome to the Malting Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Tony Golick, joined always with Brandon Winningcher. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Good, man. Um, we're recording this on a Saturday night. Um, we had a fun. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm just gonna say this entire week has been pretty good for me in general. I just felt like it was a good week. We had. I mean, why we're doing this episode is that we had a uh, a really fun time at Goose Island. It was the first time. That we had been invited to uh, a media event, so that's why we're doing this episode. But uh, last night was pretty good. Friday night was nice. It, you know, it was raining. I went and grabbed a mixed four pack from Beer on the Wall. Got some new beers, and then today in Chicago, it was eighty two degrees. Man, ridiculous! Fantastic. A, a little, little taste of uh, summer. You know, kind of nice for April. Yeah, I got to take my kid to it. it. It was funny because when I was looking at the temperature and we were buying tickets to take him to his first movie, um, I was like, it's going to be 80 degrees and we're going to say, but <laughs> we're we going got a, to the movie. We got it like it was a 1030 movie. We were out at noon um, and then we decided to take a little day trip over to uh, Hubbard's Cave uh, and go and have lunch there. And it was it was stellar. Service was awesome, like just the ease of ordering and just the ambiance of the place. Just super chill. They got board games and everything and like um, very cool spot. Would love to go back there. Uh, I know we've talked about this before. Definitely a place that we need to have on on an episode in, in the future, but um, just super good food, man. Like and I, I was so torn because I went in there thinking I'm like, I'm getting brisket. I'm getting brisket. I'm getting brisket. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my thought. Anytime I go to a barbecue and spot, then, I'm getting brisket. And then we walked in, and I was like, I was looking at the menu, and my wife's like, "Oh, I don't want chicken wings. I wanted the chicken sandwich." I was like, "Wait, they got chicken wings?" So I looked at, it, I was like, "Pickled brined wings," and I was like, "Yeah, I'll try it." And yeah, that it, sounds it amazing. Not, it was like you could taste the smoke, and you could taste the pickle. Like it was, mm. it was like that brine worked well. Uh, very, very good combination. And then my kid got to have his buttered noodles. Um, but when the server brought it out, he goes, down, man. The, the server brings it out and goes, who ordered the Fuck. greasy noodles? And I'm like, it's on the kid's menu, man. Like, who do you think is, is eating a bowl That's of awesome. just buttered macaroni noodles? Like, um, yeah. yeah, good time. Let me get some of them greasy noodles, man. Uh, and then we, and then we, t- we took a walk uh, in like uh, Caldwell Woods. Uh, Oh, nice. Went over there, saw that the river was extremely engorged. Um, (laughs) Engorged, what a great... Like, there was huge puddles, like, throughout the park. Like, the the walking path was fine. Then we got to, like, the bridge to see the river, and it was just... It was moving rapidly, and it was just, like... (laughs) It was, like, literally, like, three or four times, like, the width that it normally is. Um, Oh, wow. And, of course, you know, we're (laughs) trying to hold an almost three-year-old back from, like... Looking at everything, Becca, yeah. Becca's like, oh, my God, he's going to go over the hedge. I'm like, I don't think so, but I'm being cautious, and I'm holding his hand every time. Like, he, he'd be like, no, let go, and I'd go run, and I'd be like, no. <laughs> um, yeah, good times. 
You know what we need to do? Uncle Tony and and Papa uh, Brandon need to take uh, your son on a, on a nature hike like that one day as he gets a little older. Just walk around the woods like we did when we went camping, man. I mean, that was so much fun. Heck yeah, man. Love that nature stuff, man. Or maybe so we'll, we'll just all go camping together one day. <laughs> yeah, the three, the three of us, the three dudes. Three oh, man. Uh, he, he might need to. I mean, if I was such a wimp about sleeping in the tent uh, the way I was, I mean, we might need to wait till he's a little older, or you know, just get a cabin. We well, well like when cabin. I was a kid, like I didn't have a problem with it because sleeping, yeah, in the, sleep, same here. Sleeping on the ground didn't hurt my back. Um, <laughs> and I remember yeah. as a kid sleeping, just uh, throw down the sleeping bag, lay down, right. and I was yeah, fine. same here, man. Uh, I don't know how my parents did it because. They definitely didn't have, like, not definitely, but I'm pretty sure they didn't have, like, a blow-up mattress. Like, when Laura and I would go camping, we got a blow-up mattress. She doesn't even do that anymore. Yeah. Well, I had a blow-up mattress, and I, fuck, I didn't, we never blew it up ahead of time, and I tried to blow it up at 2 o'clock in the morning when you asked for my car keys. <laughs> I was like, I got it halfway I blown up. I had enough. I had it halfway blown up, and I just folded it on top of itself, and I just balanced myself the rest of the night. Um had a good core workout. I, I know we're already doing the trip up to New Glarus, but we we probably should do another camping uh, episode this year. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, but, so here's what I would say. If we did do something that has cabins, let's just go the cabin route. Absolutely. I think we just get, like, this way, neither, like, we can just pass out whenever. So, and if someone's like, hey, man, I'm going to bed. You're just going to sleep in the bunk bed. Yeah. You get you can have dibs on top bunk if you want. Uh but then I can just, you know, sit out front uh with the bottle of Buffalo Trace. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember this, but when we were booking this trip, I had told you, Hey, there's a cabin available. Did you want to get that? And you said, No, man, we're camping, man. We need the tent. I know. I don't know why. I mean, I wanted to do it. Uh and then I learned the hard way. I learned the hard way of I don't like sleeping on the ground. I thought the yeah, in my brain I'm like this is a sleeping bag would have been this enough. would be fun but you know yeah no no totally um, noted yeah it was it did not uh, whatever Th- this isn't the camping recap episode <laughs> <laughs> hey man so uh, we're doing this episode because you and I got a chance to be a part of the Chicago media crew for a special invitation to Goose Island something that you and I have. Wanted to do, uh, you know, throw in uh, Clark and, and Dan in there as as well. Um, I know all of us have wanted to get in touch with Goose Island and talk to them about their beers. I mean, we featured Bourbon County and numerous. I mean, we're still in the middle of doing the <clears throat> media kit, yeah. which, by the way, you and I need to talk about because Clark says he's ready to book the third episode. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, yeah. Good, thank you. Uh, he's busy. He's busy being hockey dad. He posted uh, a picture of a beer, I think Friday night, uh, and said "hockey dad beer." And I said, "Dude, you got to brew a beer." And the next uh, beer that you brew should be called like "hockey dad beer," just a beer that is, you know, he's a hockey dad. He's a hockey dad, so he's got to be there for all the well, games. And if it's a hockey dad beer, it has to cost a lot of money. Yeah, and have, but be a pill have little results. <laughs> It's got to be a four and a half to five percent pilsner that cost him like two hundred dollars to brew. Yeah, exactly, or a pale ale, yeah. something like that. Uh, but no, we 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 got invited, uh, and it was super cool because we got to um, experience what it's like to be basically a part of the Chicago craft beer media. You know, we've been doing this podcast now for almost this is 
Are we in year three now, right? Yeah. Well, we started yeah, this in... is year three. Yeah. Technically 2019. Yes. Technically. Officially started in 2019. Started Correct. doing test recording in 2018. Right. Oh, man. The but I think that's... Pandemic. The intro... Pandemic really fucked with my brain. The there. intro might be from 2018, I think, actually. Yes. The intro needs to be updated, which I said I was going to do, and eventually I will do that. Uh, but, you know, this is something we wanted to be... Uh, a part of, um, and we got invited, and it was super cool because we got to sit with a bunch of other Chicago craft beer media people, uh, people that you guys would definitely know if you follow Chicago craft beer, and we got to sample through Goose Island's Beer Hug uh, family, their their IPA family, which is now a regular release. No, uh, it's, it's not a seasonal at all. It's just that's that's a part of their lineup yeah. there. We also got to try uh, three of the Shandies. They started doing the Shandy last year, which is very good. They added two more to a mix pack this year. And then we were treated to three barrel-aged beers. And then after that, we got a special sneak peek of uh, a collaboration with microphones. So before we get into all that, let's talk about uh, how the night went, man. I mean, you and I, we had the idea to go there a little bit early uh, because we like to be on time for things, and uh, <laughs> we had two beers, um, which we've learned our lesson. You don't need to have two beers before a media event with Goose Island because they are going to provide plenty of beers for you to try out. <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 so the, to kind of put it in perspective, when... Like, we're not going there drinking full beers. It was samples the entire right. time. Yeah, um, exactly. If we would have had one beer before, okay, maybe. We had two, so we were like... And the only reason we had one, or well, the first one was because they had Honker's Ale. Um, and uh, that, Which we both just were floored by. Yeah, and that was our first time being back at the brew pub in years, um, and them having it on tap. You know, And it, from yeah. what I've heard, it's been kind of a rotating thing there, kind of regularly... But now they're doing uh, more of a Chicago-wide release, which I think it was before, right? Wasn't it just like Chicago only? Um, yeah. So yeah, so you know, it's 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 a it's a fucking phenomenal beer, and they are pushing it out more, and they are, um, I think they said eleven uh, bars in Chicago are going to be carrying um, Honkers Ale for. I mean, I don't know about, I'm not going to say like the foreseeable future, but they're definitely going to be doing it for, for a while. And uh, when we came in, we said, you know, we were met by a host and we told him that we were here for a beer event. We wanted to, you know, maybe sit down at the bar and have one. He goes, oh yeah, I have one or two. Then go to your event, come back and have one or two more. And I was like, okay. Um, th- yeah, guy. Nah. I thought, <laughs> he was right. awesome, man. He was, he was, yeah, he was, he was super cool. I was like, okay, one or two before, that's fine. I was like, I don't know about after. Um, and especially no. after what we were treated to, uh, yeah, I would never, I would not have gone back to the bar. Um, no, and then the beer that we followed up, he he did suggest after Honker's Ale was After Hours, which was their uh, Bach, the single Bach. It says traditional, um, which if anyone's following me on social media, I have been on a dark lager Bach kick for a few weeks now. And I think this comes after I had said on an episode, look, I don't like loggers. <laughs> and I, I really I really am not a huge fan. 
but it's like the cosmos, the beer gods have, have looked down, arranged the cosmos to point me in the right direction of lagers that I would like, because in the last three weeks I've had some box, some lagers that have just been really good. And after hours was, uh, no exception, man. It was really, really good. It was a great way to follow up honkers. Yeah, which is why, like, last night I was looking for something to drink, and I found my old Irving's uh, Life's Blood. I was like, ooh, I've got that. Let me Dude, I, that. I when I saw that you had that, I was so jealous because <laughs> I drank that, I think, the weekend after we had done the episode. Mm-hmm. I think that that's when I started realizing, oh, when, you know, dark loggers or box come out, I might want to have them. Yeah, you know, and I've never expressed this, but I've always been a huge, like, if it's a Bach, like, I've I've always been into Bach. Like, Bach is I'll like Bach. my, yeah. Um, oh, we got a brew, <laughs> I'll be Bach. That's actually, a, that's an untapped badge, I'll be Bach. But we should. I do want to do that. I did tell uh, Mike that that's the style I want to brew with him soon. Um, Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, so like I've, I've realized for a while that like box and like darker lagers are something that I enjoy because like even getting into the German styles of the darker lagers, um, I as much as I enjoy like the clean ones, like that the darker stuff is just like it's got so much flavor. Um, I even- feel like it's the multi sweetness that draws me in because it's the multi sweetness and then it's still clean and refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it... And you don't get any, you know, hot bitterness. You don't get any, like... There's no... I mean, I've never had any with, like, any weird astringency or, like, metallic taste. Like... Yeah, you don't get that. The weird stuff one... that you get in these higher ABV beers, like, just doesn't, never shows up here. The one I had last night from Beguile was their Fodor or Fodder, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, um, Doppelbach. It was, I'd like to get more of it because it's kind of a beer I want to keep in my fridge and share with people. It was 8%. There was like this almost like chocolatey malty sweetness to it and it's oak aged. Uh, and it was 8% and it was the one beer I had last night and man, it was so good. It was so so good. Interesting. Like I, 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 I'm there. There are like dovetails Vienna style lager. I could probably drink all the time. That Doppelbach. That's like almost like drinking a barrel aged beer for me. It's not. It doesn't have the same. I don't know. It's not like a real barrel aged beer, but like it was sweet and rich, but also it's got that still. Body. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like that would have been a fun beer for you and I to split in. Maybe I need to go back to Beer on the Wall this week and, and see if I can grab yeah, it. I mean, and, and that's it. kind of the thing with like anything that uses, I think it's a fodder. Um, but, you know, doing that, like giving that barrel characteristic, I mean, that's kind of what we enjoy. There's a little bit, you know, with the stouts, usually there's more some, there's some more thickness, but we've learned like, especially with the Lake Effect Percolator collab, like doesn't need to be that thick to be that high in ABV. Um yeah. By the way, I don't know if I don't know if it's my microphone or your microphone. I'm pretty sure it's my microphone. But since we've started recording, I don't know if it's going to come through the recording. There have been mo- like you can tell it's it's I think it's still like 78 degrees in Chicago right now. I've heard cars driving by very fast and right now I hear sirens. It, I feel like this is a 
like bad portrayal of New York in the nineties. Which is weird because like, I'm not hearing just, it. <laughs> it's it then it's 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 my it's 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 my recording. Yeah. I hope people can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's kind of a distraction for me because now I hear sirens. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I forgot. What I was They're not say. close. It's just. Should I look up the distance. Citizens app? See what's going on. Yeah, we'll see what's going on. Um. Uh, but yeah, but sorry. Um. Yeah, I, I didn't know you had that affinity for the dark loggers as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I like the light ones, but the, and yeah. again, and I go th- to the traditional styles. Um. So, I I will drink the light ones. I love the light ones. Like I loved yeah. Hofbra House when it was nearby and. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, German style lagers for me is another story. The Hell's Lager from Dovetail is. Oof, yeah, and the whole thing sucks. with, like, the German style lagers, like, in Munich, and this is something, like, Beck and I both experienced. Like, you know, I've drank, we, we've we drank, um, you know, Hofra House beers here in the States, and I've gotten pretty messed up and felt pretty wasted. But out there, dude, we were drinking a lot. And we were both like, not super messed up, like felt good, but like not super messed up, like not. And we didn't feel crappy the next morning. We both woke up like, you know, because it's like so super clean, man. Like, um, that's why one day we have to go to Munich. Absolutely, that is. I want to say that that's our 2023 plan for the the malting hour, and me and you just taking a trip and and, and going over there. Let's say, let's say we got to do it by 2024 for sure. Okay, I'm down. For sure, we got to do it by 2024. I don't know why 2024, but I feel like that's a good. We can realistically reach that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's talk about let's talk about these these beers we got to try at Goose Island, man. That was so much fun. Also, real quick, Brandon, what are you drinking right now? Because we're we're not drinking the beers that we had that night, although. That was the original plan. I did buy the IPA one, and I'm this close to buying. I think I'm going to buy the the Shandy mix pack tomorrow. So, I will give you at least one of each from all of those, buddy. Noted. Um, I am currently drinking the uh, Brickstone 15, um, age 18 months in their bourbon barrels, mm, uh, in, bla- in the Blatten barrels, Ooh. and uh, 13% ABV. Fantastic. Well, I decided to go with uh, you and I were talking before uh, we started recording. It actually might have been recording, we but we're not using it. Um, I had uh, this is more of an after the final pour for me because it's been a nice day. I did some work in the yard and cleaned my grill and grilled some food, and uh, I had a bunch of really fun beers. And I decided to top off this evening with um, a 2021 Bourbon County brand stout just straight up og stout and it's delicious and slowly but surely enjoying it while we're doing this i figure it it made sense to drink a goose island beer while we're talking about goose island yeah i i was this close to um cracking one of the shamrock shakes that i had but i was like no dude you've got more than one shamrock shake i bought two i told you (laughs) yeah that's right we gotta drink that one that you and i bought yeah i mean I was assuming we'd probably drink them both. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, yeah, uh, both, but not at the same time, right? Yeah. I kind of want to let one sit for <laughs> We're a little bit. both going to drink I, I kind of want ounces. one to sit a little bit longer. That's uh, a good idea. Because it was about this time last year that we had, it was the, like, 
one of the first times we got together. Um, so yeah, soon we'll have that one. Um, and then maybe in the summer we'll crack the other one, see how it's doing. I was going to say, let's drink one soon yeah and then maybe save one for like around christmas time maybe. okay yeah like a chocolate mint uh, that sounds fantastic see how it's i can imagine yeah well let's see how the the we'll, we'll drink one soon yeah uh and we'll see how that goes and then if it works out maybe we make it a christmas uh beer um to, to throw into the mix yeah. man mint mint sounds good you know chocolate mint all right so we got invited to <laughs> we got invited to goose island to talk about uh, some beers, I'm gonna run. Th- we're gonna run through some of these beers that we got to try. Um, and Brandon, you can. I'm just gonna yep. read a little bit of uh, what they were. Uh, when it was in the beginning, we they were actually when we sat down, they gave us a pour of Honkers um, Ale, Honkers Ale, which was nice because we just had Honkers <laughs> and <laughs> the the Bach beforehand. Um, so we had another uh, Honkers during this. Um, but in the beginning, they treated us to the Beer Hug family, and the Beer Hug family is their IPA, like their new IPA branding. And so the you may have seen uh, Beer Hug, Neon Beer Hug, and Tropical Beer Hug for sure. Those have been the two. Tropical Beer Hug's the big one. That's like they they the nine point nine percent that I don't think we ever posted about it, but I did text you and Clark one day about it. Like this is creepily easy drinking for 9.9% and they sell them in the big cans too like the 19.2 whatever uh ounce cans uh might be a little I, I actually don't know the measurement of how many ounces <laughs> <laughs> it's the big cans and they're like 19.6 bucks yeah you yeah, you might be right um it's and it's like it's 2 for 6 dollars at our local grocery store jewel so that's that's kind of insane but the the four uh, mix pack they just started releasing this year is Neon Beer Hug, which is I think six point six percent, and it's an IPA with nugget, citra, and mosaic. Tropical Beer Hug we were just talking about uh, is the nine point nine, the Imperial IPA that has uh, Strata and Zaka hops. Then they did their Hazy Beer Hug that has Nelson Sauvignon, Amarillo Galaxy. That one to me was the first time I got to try it, and for me, that might have been maybe one of my favorites for the night. I think maybe I don't I don't remember what I put what we put on the post, but that one was really good. Especially we we discussed uh, shelf stability for hazy IPAs, yeah. and there have been other bigger craft beer uh, companies who put out hazy IPAs that it just doesn't doesn't taste like a hazy IPA. We are very spoiled spoiled here in Chicago with hazy IPAs. Um, it's it's just hard to it's hard to put that much effort and resources into a hazy or double dry hopped IPA for a mass market to make it worth like you know a 12 pack at 15 bucks. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it, some of these four packs are $18 for these double dry hop, you know, hazy IPAs. There's just a lot that goes into it and shelf stability for that. You can't putting that out there. That's a, that's a huge risk that you're, you know, you're probably not going to recoup the numbers on. Uh, and then the last one was the mystery haze that had Sabro, Zappa, Citra, and Zaka hops. Uh, and yes. the mystery one 
The mystery one was really good. I think that's the one that smelled like pineapple uh, when we sampled it. If I'm not mistaken, but yeah, that was the beer so. hug family. Yeah, the beer hug family is, and I ended up picking up a mix pack of that the day afterward. Uh, we had talked about doing this episode, and we thought maybe we'd drink through some of these. Um, but I, honestly, I'm just happy to have it. I, I put the mix pack in my garage ref- uh, beer fridge because that's where I'm going to keep them. And when I'm doing something as the weather gets nice, that's where I'm going to dip in there and grab an IPA, which is what I did today. So those were, those were a lot of fun, man. Those, those beers were very tasty. It was awesome to be able to sit there and talk to the brewers about, you know, and the innovation team about, um, yeah. And, and how they, they chose these beers and why they chose these hops and just, um, it was a lot of fun. That that part was 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 cool to be able to talk about the like on the home brewing aspect. Yeah, and and from both of us, beer. we didn't know kind of what to expect going in. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we thought we'd sit down, and give us a couple beers. Um, the hon- <laughs> like it. I said, the Honkers Ale was an like you said the Honkers Ale was a nice surprise, um, but yeah, just like the vibe there was just so relaxed and super cool, and it was uh, Todd, Mike, and Quinn were the guys kind of yep. lead in the discussion. Yeah. Um, the bonus for fanboys. Yeah, I was like, going to say for, with special us, guest, uh, John Hall. Was this there. is what, yeah, yeah. sorry. I, 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 I spoke over you. Who was there? Yeah. John Hall, John yeah. Hall, the founder of goose Island. Um, probably the, I don't want to say like the patriarch of like barrel aged beers, but Probably. Absolutely. Nope. That's it. That you nail on the head right there, man. I mean, that's like for the most nerdiest beer thing that you and I could have experienced. uh, That was it. That was it. You know, like Goose Island has such a, it is an integral part of why craft beer is so big in Chicago, especially, I mean, even for this, this podcast i mean we've had so many episodes we started on bourbon county basically on bourbon county i mean like you and i have just i mean me you and clark uh dan sorry i'm not necessarily leaving you out but like the three of us have just had so much encounters so many encounters with 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 goose island and bourbon county like this is a big deal for us so it it was awesome it was really cool to finally like get to see the man in flesh. Yeah, and I and I, I told Tony I, I had met him years prior at a three one two event, but just in passing, like you know, I was in the like the VIP area at the time, and was like kind of walking by and saw him, and I was like, I need to take a picture with him. <laughs> Somebody grabbed my phone, took a picture, and we said our hellos and we were on our way. But it was just super cool to him, like you know. Him talking about like the the beer hug series about how it, you know, how goose Island he wasn't started. even supposed to be there. Also, no, yeah. by the way, he yeah. asked he he wandered into the brew pub as they said early in the morning and was just you know chatting up people as he does, and they had told him there was an event and he's like, well, I'd like I'd like to come, and they said, well, why so would cool. we say no to you? Um, yeah. So he was there and it was awesome, and he he was talking about like the early days of goose. He's like. He's like, we didn't know anything. We were just brewing traditional German styles. And then he made the correlation of like how French food and Italian food all came from Italy. 
and then these chefs just kind of put their in flair France. on it. What'd you say? <laughs> you said how French food and, Italy, and Italian food came from Italy. And I said, well, and France. Well, well French food, you, yeah. you know, well, food comes from their countries. And then... <laughs> And then the chefs and and the chefs in America kind of put their spin on it. And he's like, yeah. that's kind of how they looked at beer, like to put their spin on it. And that's what they did. And, yeah. you know. I mean, that's how we ended up with Honkers. Like, that was a good segue into the whole evening. You yeah. Know? And it was it was really cool. So that 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 first part for me and Brandon like that. I'm, I'm, I'm hope I can speak on your behalf. Like that was just that in itself would have been sufficient enough. Like that was so cool for us. To be there, to be able to talk, and there was a whole bunch of other people around us. Plus, they also did provide some pretty good food, so that was kind of a bonus. Yeah. We as got well. food at the beginning, and then I was just like, we did. terrified of going back to get food <laughs> yeah, because I so didn't want to. I. I didn't want to miss yeah. anything. Like, and, You're right? And literally, I, did, I also did. John Hall was standing in front of us, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. we're going to be here as good students and listening, and we're here to learn." Yeah. So once we got like so during that we or, or right before the intermission I forgot who we were speaking to but like there was somebody else we started talking to was that John? No, John came over to talk to us uh, about the Shandy stuff. No, I know who else. Who who were all the people that were there? Todd, Mike, uh, and Quinn. Who was who came to speak to us? I believe Mike. Was it Mike? I believe so. Possibly. Sorry, you know what, you guys? If we if we. Fucked up who is who. We're bad with names. Um, yeah, and, and we started talking about, you know, uh, different hop varieties and where other hops were coming from. And that was before we ended up talking, too. I forget which the brewer was. Um, and then we took a little break, and we came back. That's when we got into the Shandies. And so, as you guys know, Shandy is pretty much a wheat beer blended with lemonade. And there's a ton of different Shandies out there. There's some that are sweet, some that are bitter, some that are sour. I'm gonna, Shandy is a really I'm nice. Take it back. I think it was Quinn. Because it was Quinn. Just, All right. This we'll, this we'll this is Mike. Yeah, it was with Quinn. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Right. It was okay. with Quinn. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, it was Quinn. <laughs> so we spoke to Quinn. Um, we did talk to Mike that, too a little bit, but no, we yeah. did. We talked to everybody. Yeah. We did. We did talk to everybody. Um, just terrible with names, and now we're doing this three days later. Uh, after drinking some beer, so you got to bear with us. Uh, the Shandy line, so. A wheat beer blended with uh, lemonade. That's a shandy. Three one two, shandy is three one two blended with natural flavorings, as we learned, which they did source out to. It, it's not just some shitty whatever natural flavor flavoring cheapest thing that you can get. They did say that they, they looked, sourced it. They, they tried very the different ones. Yeah, they they dug into it. They, I, I we're not sure who it is, but I will say that I, I I'm pretty sure I posted it uh, on our uh, Instagram last year when I tried the three one two shandy for the first time, and it was really good. I, I did I did like it. It's it's nice. It's refreshing. Um, and then they added the strawberry and grapefruit to the mix pack. Now I do know for three one two day they had a bunch of like crazy shit, man. They had like pomegranate and I think watermelon. Oh. A whole bunch of other, I'm sure it was like uh, R&D shit that they they just thrown out for 312 Day. But Strawberry Shandy and Grapefruit Shandy are the two that are now part of the mix pack uh, that you can get right now. Brandon, what were your takes on the Strawberry and Grapefruit Shandy? 
Um, I loved this. Well, and, and just actually, just a regular three one two, Shandy. Yeah. So um, they're they're all great. Um, and it actually, and I said this there. I was like, this was a natural progression for me, going from the lemonade, the grapefruit to the strawberry, because they got progressively better. And I felt like the strawberry was the best because it was there was there wasn't a there wasn't even a hint of beer for me like it was literally drinking like a strawberry Fanta or something like that like strawberry soda and it was just super good and super clean. Um, the grapefruit was good too. What I did get with the grapefruit was I felt like there was a little bit of lemon in there. Like it, it kind of felt like it was a blend of the lemon shandy and the grapefruit. I don't know. I think grapefruit's kind of hard to get. And I don't know if like flavoring companies kind of mask that, but I do feel like, um, it was a natural progression for me. Um, three, one, two was great. The three, one, two shandy lemonade shandy was great. Um, grapefruit was really great. And then super <laughs> great for the strawberry. Um, and, and I'm not normally... A, that was a great... It, it's like you got lost in your own thought for a second yeah, no. there. That was but, great. And, but it's not even, <laughs> and I'm not even like a like a super shandy guy, but like I... Yeah. Um, no, no, same here, man. I'm, I'm not a huge shandy guy But I can appreciate a good... Because like, I love Rattler. I love... No, I fucking no, love... No, Stiegel, Stiegel, Stiegel's fucking Rattler. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, Stiegel Rattler. That's where like I got introduced to that. Fucking 3% grapefruit and beer, like... My wife loves that shit too, man. It's I mean, amazing. I love Steagle Rather. It's it's I so had good. That in a while. I'm gonna have to get and, and having these shandies. Like I did like the shandy last year. I, I'm I'm with you. It went for me actually. I would go grapefruit in the beginning because I didn't really. I like grapefruit IPAs. Grapefruit IPAs to me like Ballast Point when they did their uh, oh, yeah. oh, fuck. What was their grapefruit sculpin? Sculpin, yeah, grapefruit sculpin, which was fucking really good, and then they got fucking greedy and were charging fifteen dollars for a six pack when they didn't need to. No, I, I'm sorry, by Kings and Convicts. Yeah, well, that was after at the sale to whoever was before fucking Kings and Convicts because they whatever that, yeah. that that and and my rant right there. Uh, I was not paying. I, I tried it once. I was like, this is fucking amazing, and it was fifteen dollars for a six pack, and I said, not that amazing. It's like thirteen dollars. Um. The grapefruit shandy to me was probably my least favorite. Okay. And it's not that it was bad. I just didn't like it as much as the regular shandy. The strawberry shandy, that's the one I was talking up to people the next day at work and my wife. It is like you said strawberry font. It's like strawberry soda. Yep. In the best slash worst way possible because it is an alcoholic beverage. Agreed. If you like sweet and strawberry, not like overly sweet, but if you like sweet and tart and refreshing, I mean, I, I think we were, that's when John, John Hall was talking with us. Uh, I felt like he was talking to you more than he was talking to us, by the way, uh, <laughs> about the shandies. Well, it's because of the, the, the question that I posed. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, about the natural flavorings yep. and stuff like and that's when we talked to him about, like, you know, how do we get afterwards, how to get strawberry into a beer, which we, which you and I had tried to do with the Frankenberry yep. uh, wheat beer with the Frankenberry cereal. And then we use frozen strawberries. Like, getting strawberry flavor in there with real strawberries is tough when it comes to the homebrew side. Natural flavoring, we've come such a long way. And that's what we were talking about with John. Like, just with ingredients in general, we've come such a long way for homebrewers where you can get quality products and be able to make what you want to get 
in a homebrew, yeah, like up, adding strawberry. Up to the level of like a commercial brewery. Absolutely. Yeah. The strawberry one for me was my favorite. It was kind of surprising. I thought I was going to love... I thought I was gonna love, yeah. I thought I was gonna love the grapefruit one the most because I like grapefruit in, in beverages. I don't like grapefruit itself. I won't eat grapefruit, but what grapefruit in beers and and alcoholic beverages, I, I love it. I think it's so good. I think it's so good. So yeah, the strawberry shandy um, was oh man, so good. I wish I am gonna grab that mix pack tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it, it Just because I mean that's the thing I told John. I was like, um, you know, between revolutions, you know, mixed freedom packs and with their lemonades i think they're coming out with other lemonades this year from what i was kind of reading um their sour pack might they might do a lemonade pack this year so i don't know what the freedom's going to be but if that's included i mean it's just a refreshing summer in chicago i mean these these shandies and the sour beers are just what a nice way to enjoy a beer in hot weather when you're just hanging out with friends and family agreed All right, hey, before we uh, move on to the last uh, five beers, uh, let's take a quick break. Yep. Good. There's sirens in my background, baby. And I gotta go to the bathroom. (laughs) Cool, me too. We are back. Man, that was a long break. For us. For us, not for anybody else. It's a standard break. Um I actually I was I was unprepared. I was texting somebody uh during the break. <laughs> so <laughs> I was trying to bring up uh you know, some of the some of the pictures at least of what we were drinking uh following that. So uh, we, we we went through the beer hugs family, and then we did the shandies, and then we got to move on to some barrel aged fun stuff. Because when we were invited, uh, we were told that we were gonna do uh, the beer hugs and the shandy, and then maybe some other stuff. So we were met with some fun surprises. 
the first one we got to try was the Tapache Sunset. Excuse me, which is a Tapache-inspired ale. It's an ale aged in tequila barrels with pineapple juice, orange juice, and tamarind puree added. So, a Tapache... From what we were told, and I did not look this up, if we had, um, you know, one of these guys, we're supposed to look up information for us because we can't do it. Uh, they could have found this for us beforehand. Uh, I believe it's a fermented beverage that uh, is with pineapple juice and, and orange juice and, and, and tamarind. Um, I think it's this, normally the so what it says rinds, right? is a fermented beverage made from the peel and the rind of pineapples and is sweetened either with. Piloncillo or brown sugar and seasoned with powdered cinnamon and served cold. Mm. Well, this was fucking delicious. Yeah. (laughs) This might have been one of my favorite drinks of the night. Uh, Going off of, I mean, beer hugs being a nice mixed IPA pack to have whenever. But the shandy beers are obviously, you know, springtime, warm, warm. Those are warm weather drinks, in my opinion, the shandies. This falls in that same category, and though it says it is a tequila barrel-aged beer, I believe it's only like 5%, 5.5%. It's not a high ABV beer, so it didn't spend a lot of time in those barrels. This was refreshing, man. This was like almost drinking like a pineapple orange juice, you know, like a pineapple yeah. orange juice blend. It was really, really good. The tequila barrels didn't really pop, which is fine. Uh, but there was that citrus, you know, there's a citrus flavor that you get from tequila. At least that's what I get. Uh, many people don't like tequila. There's this citrus flavor that is from tequila, and I think that that worked really well. It was really tasty, man. It was it was very good. I really did uh, enjoy that beer. How did you feel about it? Uh, that was one of my favorites of the night. Um, And it was shocking because I wasn't expecting it. And I wasn't expecting to necessarily like when they said what it was and I was like, this sounds weird. I don't know if I'm going to like it. Um, But I had it and that that's a good beer. And that is, (laughs) we may have said it there, like just kind of jokingly, but like this is a beer you can have on a yeah, warm we summer d- day. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was we got in the malting hour um, tagline right there. It is a beer that you can drink on a summer day, and it really is. I'm looking forward to that release. I don't know when it's coming out. I think it's soon. I don't know if it's an Onzer or whatever. Yeah, release they're going to do with that. But when that comes out, I still haven't tried their cocktails. I know Clark has tried some or at least one of their cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, something I definitely want to. That that is also something that uh, bottles and cans, uh, or not bottles and cans, uh, beer on the wall had. Was actually I think bottles and cans has it as well. But as far as like building your own mixed pack, those mixed cocktails uh, are available. That's oh. something we do need to yeah, to maybe go and get. <laughs> I mean, we really could just grab all three, uh, one can each, uh, and yeah. just uh, go through it, split them between the three of us, four of us, whoever, whoever's there to try it. Uh, but yeah, that was very good. Uh, I'm looking forward to having that this year, and I think a lot of people will enjoy that. Um, don't don't sleep on that one, you guys. Get get it if you can, if it's available. Super refreshing for a beer. Yeah, the next one was their small batch 
uh, is just, I think it's just called Small Batch Four, which is a part of their barrel aged beers that they released. They've been doing now since last year, if I'm not mistaken. They started doing small batch bourbon barrel aged beers, and this one was a two year aged bourbon barrel aged wheat wine. Yep. So they took a wheat wine and barrel aged it for two years. Do you remember what? Did they say what barrels uh, they were in? I did not take notes of that. Yeah, no, I don't know. I had if the they hop said. notes. They may have, but uh, but at this point we were we were feeling pretty good. We yeah. were we were we were a few beers in at this point. This one to me reminded me of having like <sighs> toffee butterscotch candy. Uh, Clark is not a fan of the bourbon barrel aged wheat wine. I didn't. I don't think he liked the wheat wine. I do think he would like this one because it was like, dude, that was like liquid candy. You know, it was it was very good. Carbonation on it was so good. You really got this rich barrel characteristics of like vanilla, like I said, caramel, yeah, like all the maybe. good stuff you want from the barrel came through. <clears throat> oh yeah, and it's just oh man, nice body on it. It was not too thick. It wasn't too sweet. I mean, it's a sweet drink. It 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 is, it is on the cusp of being almost too sweet, but it just kind of cuts off. It the amount that we had was perfect. And you have a bottle of this, correct? I do. Yeah, that's that'll be a fun one to have again. Uh, and I say that because I'm assuming I will probably drink it with you. I don't think you're going to just down that one to yourself. Although you could because it's so fucking good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have any more of these left. Fuck, I, I'm, I'm upset that I, I missed out on... Not, not that I missed out, but I chose not to, to buy it. It was really good. It was really, really good. Agreed. That might have been my favorite beer of the night, to be honest. Yeah, it's going into the barrel. Like, that was amazing. And I was shocked about how much I liked it. And not that how much I liked it, but just how much flavor came through, you know. It was so tasty. It was so, so tasty. Yeah. By the way, everybody, I finished my Bourbon County and I worked my way on to drinking a cherry-flavored bubbly carbonated water because I need to hydrate after all the delicious beers I've had (laughs) on this Saturday night. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, And then we moved in. Sorry, just throwing it out there, man. Just throwing it out there. And then we moved on to the uh, peaches and cream, right? Yeah, that was yes, which was a peach and vanilla adjunct wheat wine. I think so. I think it's kind of the same <laughs> the, the same flavor profile. I think yeah, as... I think it's yeah, but it, but it wasn't aged for two years. It was a barely aged Correct. wheat wine that had peaches and cream. What did you think about that one? Um, I liked it. It, it like I don't feel like I got peaches and cream. Um, I think I got more cream than peaches. Yeah, it was exactly. it was like a creamy I, I, wee wine. There was hints of peaches, but not. It didn't stand out. It. I kind of. I do know that that bottle's still there. I would like to get it to have it again. Yeah. Without having all the other beers that we had beforehand, because maybe our palates were wrecked at that point, man. I mean, we yeah. had. Hoppy, we had tart, and then we had rich, decadent wheat wine. I mean, there's there's a lot to 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 follow that up with. Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, it, it was kind of cool the fact that what they brought out were 
you know, the Tapache Sunrise, which is basically a, a not sessionable, but a beer type barrel aged beer that was like juice. Like that is juice forward. Pineapple and orange. It's 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 delicious, man. I mean, yeah, and, and, and that, that, you, you, you can have if you want to have a barrel aged breakfast beer, that's it. <laughs> you can that would be good in a mimosa. Um That's what beer, I'm thinking. Like if you mimosa. don't want a mimosa, that's the type of like you just drink that instead of a mimosa. That's kind of it. It's it's not as light and and and, and crisp as a mimosa, but ah, fuck, you get real close to it for a breakfast uh, brunch beer right there. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say something and I totally forgot. Oh yeah, like just that in itself was just so flavor forward, um, and the carbonation was just right on it. That like. Yeah, that's kind of where I came up with, like, you could do that instead of a, a mimosa. Um, Absolutely. Like, that, when that comes out, we got to get it. And then we have a brunch, and that's what we drink. I feel like they may have had it there. I don't, I don't know, but I feel like I, I saw somebody walking away with a six-pack of that. And I was like, what? <laughs> well... Let's look into that and let's get some. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, because that, that, I mean, that's something I feel like it also sit in my fridge and I don't have to drink it right away, so to speak. I'm not going to age it, but that's something to like, you know, hold on to and have for a special occasion. So we got through those three barrel aged beers. Brandon, I know, I know you're looking up to see if that's yeah, available. So I appreciate that. Okay. Um, we. At that point, they had said, hey, we have one more surprise, and if people need to leave, we understand. We're going to take a quick five-minute break. Uh, we were then treated to what well, Brandon and I, of course, stayed. I mean, it was our first time being invited to a Goose Island Chicago media event. We're going to stick around if they said they have something else. Um, the next beers beers we got to sample were a huge surprise because it was a collaboration that we didn't know was happening at least i didn't know was happening brandon did you know this collaboration was happening i did i did okay yeah because i did hear something about seeing someone at a brewery so i had no idea this was happening but we didn't know that this is what we're going to be treated to it is the collaboration between goose island and microphone brewing microphone out there in elk grove um this was uh, it's called so if you don't know about microphone microphones beers are all music based uh whether it be songs artists albums every single beer that they released is music based and they do a lot of big beers a lot of big beers a lot of uh exciting beers um they definitely stray away from traditional styles but they do nail the styles that they do uh, so I feel like the combination of having Goose Island and Microphone together kind of makes sense. So the collaboration that they did is called Double LP, which right there, that makes a lot of sense because Microphone does all their music stuff. So Double LP is the um, collaboration between Microphone and Goose Island. And what Goose Island did was, uh, let me pull this up right now, uh, their beer is a... Imperial Stout aged in 10-year-old Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels with maple syrup and natural flavors added. So the collaboration part is that they used 
Do you know the maple uh, place that microphone uses? No, but they said it was a Chicago-based maple place. Yes. We should have had that ahead of time. Damn it. Oh, well. That's not how we do the show. But they use the same maple syrup source that uh, microphone uses. And microphone uses the maple, I believe, and smells like bean spirit maple. That's their, that yep. is the maple syrup that they use in that and maybe other beers. But that is the maple syrup source that Goose Island used for this imperial stout that was aged in 10-year-old Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. This beer was really, really good. And there are some maple bourbon barrel-aged beers out there that I feel like are just too sweet uh, for me, me personally. Um, and maple syrup is a tough thing to 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 use in a big beer, um, mainly because it's a sugar that can be fermented out, you know? So yeah. how do you get that maple syrup flavor in a beer? To stay. It yeah, stay. exactly. Um you stop fermentation or you use other things to get that maple syrup in there, which is why this says there are natural flavors added as well. So there is some form of maple syrup in there. I don't know if the maple sweetness comes from the maple syrup or the natural flavors that Goose Island added in there, but this stout was really, really good. And I think Brandon and I were both super excited that Buffalo Trace was the barrel that they aged us in because, because Brandon we, and I are big fans of Buffalo yeah, Trace. We enjoy that bourbon. Yeah. Very, very good. Brandon, what did you think of this beer? Um, it was great. I felt like the maple came through pretty straightforward, um, but it added, like, it wasn't overly sweet. It was, it added that just hint of sweet, sweetness, sweetness, along with, <laughs> <laughs> sweetness, along with the barrel character. Yeah, we're getting to that time of the episode yeah. and that time of uh, night, everybody. That the sweetness and the barrel character came through kind of, like, equally, and it was just so good like it was the way they were presented was very good i enjoyed it so much yeah it was it was it was really good and there are a bunch of little easter eggs on there like the description is like it looks like there's suds on the can uh the goose island one is brown and white uh with the goose island logo on there and on the back it's it's uh, like a smear in the foam of the state uh outline of illinois and it says Double LP, and this is side A, and it is 13.4% alcohol. So the next can that we got to sample from, same deal. Uh, also, the Goose Island one, it looks like the suds of Illinois are like spraying towards the left with the liquid. And then on the microphone one, which is blue and white, it looks like the suds and the liquid are spraying towards the right. So they're going into each other. So the yep. microphone, um, like the, the the cans are brown and white and blue and white. The Goose Island, brown and white. The microphone, uh, blue and white. Did I say that right? Brown and white yep. and blue and white, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the microphone one, double LP, is an English barley wine aged in 10-year-old Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. And this is side B. And it's 14.58% uh, ABV, and what they got to do was use Goose Island's house yeast for this barley wine, which to me is, I don't know of any other collaboration between other breweries where one brewery gave another brewery their house yeast. I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened and not talked about, but I mean, we were told about it. But but, but I mean, like most collaborations are like. 
you're not trading the yeast. It's just you're brewing you know, it at somebody's brewery, place, if, right? Yeah. If brewery A and brewery B are brewing together at brewery B's place, they're going to use their house yeast. Yep. This was microphone brewed a barley wine and got to use the house yeast at maybe microphone from Goose Island. That yeah. that's awesome. That's that that's that's a very to me that's a very unique way to collaborate. So basically, Goose Island used a source of maple syrup that microphone used. And Microphone got to use Goose Island's house yeast for their English barley wine, which was aged again in 10-year-old Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels. So both beers are aged in Buffalo Trace barrels. Now, what they told us in the beginning, and I don't know if, uh, Brandon, you and I caught it, was that these beers are almost supposed to be blended together. Yep. Correct? So while we were talking with the guys from Chicago Beer Pass and... Mike Zoller from uh, Porch Drinking, and was it shit Quinn who we were talking to? Somebody. <laughs> Actually, all those guys were there yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, all of us were sitting there uh, talking, and then we realized, oh, shit, we're supposed to blend this, and we all poured it together. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we all agreed that that was... That was the way to the go. super... Uh, dude, it, a barley wine, a barrel-aged barley wine and a barrel-aged stout coming together in a single glass was really, really good. And this will be debuted at uh, Beer Under the Glass uh, for the VIP um, people who got tickets. I believe that that was the case. So yep. I don't know when this will actually be released, but I will say that I am looking forward to buying these. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with you. Um, both of those beers were fantastic. Um, and I even said there, like <clears throat> when I blended, I'm like, blending is the way to go. Like that's absolutely, just a, you get a good drink. Um, but separately they were also like good beers to sip on. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to crack open, you know, the stout and, and drink through it or share it and then crack open one of the bio wines and, and drink through and share it. Or just crack open one can of each, pour half into one glass, half in the other, half you know, and and, and blend it just like that, and have it yep. you know as is. I mean, that's a lot. That's a that's a big undertaking for one evening. If you're going to do all that, do one or the other. But <laughs> ooh, man, that was that was a that was a really fun surprise for the end of the evening. Yeah, and we were. It was us, a couple other folks in Chicago Beer Pass, kind of hang back. And Mike Zoller. Um, but like the majority of the room was gone at that time. And it was just nice to have that intimate setting and like talking to yeah. Todd, Mike and Quinn. Uh, John had left by that time. But <laughs> yeah. we, were, we tried to get a picture with him. Yeah, we tried. Well, we, we didn't actually try it. We wanted to get a picture with him. Yeah. And then I saw him leaving and I was like, oh, no. Um, but we, we, we had a good time. Like just... Talking yeah. about these, the, it was it was phenomenal. It kind of blew me away that they had. That I was not expecting that. You know, I knew that the no. beer had been done, and they were kind of coming to the end of it, and I wasn't expecting it to be presented to us, but they did. And holy shit, man! Like, super cool, and yeah, glad we got to try it. Like, yeah, totally, man. I mean, and now first. Now I'm- <clears throat> Like, yeah, yeah. Now, like, now we got to try before the beer under the glass. There's things people. that happen on this podcast that we're proud of, but like we got an exclusive first look at two beers 
Um, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it's it, it really that the whole evening kind of solidified for Brandon and I. Like we we were big nerds walking out of Goose Island that night because we'd, you know, we we've done this like you said, doing this podcast now for three years, and th- this was kind of a, an exciting experience um, for us. This is something that we've been striving for and working for. So this is it. You know, we 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 felt like. We kind of did a we made it type deal. Yes. <laughs> we made it, baby, and we're real. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was really cool, and we're looking forward to uh, hopefully more things and and bringing Dan and, and Clark along if uh, they let us. Which they I think they know, like I think they went back and listened to episodes and heard what kind of person Clark is, and they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> and 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 maybe they like Dan, but they just didn't want to tag him on there. You know what I mean? So the invite literally said Tony and Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, we love you. <laughs> no, uh, I think I, I I do feel like that was uh, you know it was a lot of fun, and uh, we're 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 looking we're looking forward to doing more of these things. Um, you know, with Goose Island, hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? We love doing our little show regardless because we get to drink beer with our friends and hang out and drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can I say drink beer? Um, yeah, no, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. It was, it was super cool. And, uh, you know, you guys uh, might hear some more about some of these other beers in the future. Because I have the Tropical Beer Hug Mix Pack. I want to grab the Shandy Mix Pack. Brandon's got that two-year... I, I will say that that, 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 that two-year wheat wine will probably make its way somewhere on here. It will. Whether it's a, whether it's a recording or you just see a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I need to grab that Peaches and Cream. I got to grab that Peaches and Cream. I think we need to try it. Yeah, if they have it, we should. Just to do it. Absolutely. Well, man, that was a fun experience. Uh, I'm done with my bourbon county, and I have moved on to carbonated water. And I think uh, my Saturday night is going to come to an end here. No, it's like more jovial. What's yeah. the opposite of that? I mean, <laughs> the time of the hour it is, it's probably appropriate. Uh, sounds good. Hey, man, I love you, buddy. Love you too, bud. Thanks, guys, for listening, and thank you, Goose Island, for uh, having us out for this uh Invite us back, please. <laughs> this has been the Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching the Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us individually on social media. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmw81, on Twitter bdub81, and on Untapped as bdub drinks beer. Tony can be found on Instagram and Untapped under Ace of Help Chicago. On Twitter, the Ace of Help Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three. Dan can be found on Instagram as hip underscore underscore hops and hip hops on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until next time, cheers from all of us at the Malting Hour.